0: This is Rewired Radio with Erica Spiegelman, addiction and
1: wellness specialist, motivational speaker, and author, helping individuals, couples, and families regain a sense of control, leading to personal growth, wellness, and a more fulfilling life. Here's Erica Spiegelman.
0: Welcome, everybody, to the show. Uh, Today we have a wonderful guest, um, and he's going to talk to us about the fact when you get to a place where you want to get sober, you may assume that every aspect of your life will begin to improve immediately. Uh, people will tell you this. People certainly told me this. And you'll be probably more committed to your health, your job. Um, things will improve. Your relationships will get stronger. But what happens if you decide to get sober and your partner still drinks? Even if your partner doesn't have an addiction problem, this dynamic could be very challenging for some people. And my guest today, Lee Davy, knows this firsthand uh from his experience with with his relationship in 2009 lee gave up alcohol to save his marriage and was soon divorced and lee is here today to share his experience and we will explore with him why sobriety doesn't always save every relationship lee welcome to the show
1: thank you erica
0: and we were we were talking in the last segment lee lee was on um a little bit before and we were just discussing um, how he did quit drinking and uh, congratulations on that and also found himself, you know, in some other behaviors that were starting to have negative consequences on his life. So I just wanted to finish up talking about that and, and then and, and lead into discussing how we do think that sometimes w- there's this solution that's going to save our marriages and save, you know, our jobs and, and, and all of that. So Lee, mm. let's just wanted to, to kind of bring everyone up to speed. We were just discussing how he he um, quit pornography. He was he, he found himself in other, you know, behaviors, which we, leave if you could speak to a little bit. How did you yeah. have that awareness? Because there's so many people listening right now, I know, that are struggling with, let's say, you know, they've quit drinking or they've quit doing drugs or they've quit, you know, eating compulsively but now find themselves exercising like crazy, shopping online. You know, we have this thing called cross addiction um, mm. that is is a real thing.
1: I, I, I think... One of the things I, I notice is uh, is people people sometimes think that they quit an addiction and they, they create a new one out of thin air. Um, mm-hmm. And that doesn't seen that isn't the way it works. It's particularly the people I work with what, what tends to happen is those addictions are already there. It, it's very unusual for you to get a really super healthy um, drunk. You know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. Generally, generally, you know, if you're an, if you're an alcoholic, you you probably got a gambling problem. You're probably eating very badly. You, you you're you're not exercising as much as you should be. It, it's a lot of stuff going on, at, you know, at the same time. And I just think what happens is, uh, particularly for me, and I, and I see it with all my clients, is when you quit drinking alcohol, you suddenly realise, and you're not prepared for this. You you realise that it actually does take over your life. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and, and all of a sudden what happens when you quit is you get white space in front of you. And, uh, I, I teach people that white space appears in your mind because no longer have you got that brain fog of alcohol, just kind of like stopping you from thinking so now you can now you because that fog's not there your brain starts working properly and you start philosophizing you start asking why am i working in this job why am i in this relationship when it's making me miserable why am i sitting down watching house of cards uh, when i don't really enjoy it you know so there's that white space in your mind but also you have that white space in the physical things that you do every day because now you're not going to want to be going out as much and drinking and going to the bar and all this kind of stuff and if people don't understand that the white space exists and have a real good solid plan, and this is where mentors like yourself and myself come in very handy is, is to guide them and to help them to fill this white space with meaning and purpose. Right? So yeah, do a bit absolutely. of work, do a bit of work to identify what do I actually want out of life now that I'm not chained to the ball, right? What do I want to do? Um, and once you start asking those questions, you can start to carve a life out for yourself, um, which means that every action you then take needs to be aligned with this new life. Okay, so mm-hmm. uh, this new life comes a new worldview, a uh, new set of values, um, new belief system, uh, and most, and we're going to talk about this in a minute, new friends, and and what happened for me i think that the major thing that happened for me after i quit drinking alcohol erica is mm-hmm. i felt very powerful i looked around me and i thought to myself holy shit i'm the only person here who's ever quit drinking alcohol like and i lived yeah. in a little valley of three thousand people i didn't know anybody would quit i thought mm-hmm. it was quite powerful and, it, and and i quit after reading a book so i mm-hmm. picked up another book and it's, it's right in front of me right now it's jack canfield the success principles my microphone is is on it and jack canfield said to me you can be in Uh, do whatever you want to be and do and i was like oh 20 years working in the rail industry got a really high job a lot of money a lot of um um potential to be a ceo but i hate it so i quit and Mm -hmm. it was the most difficult decision far more difficult than quitting alcohol it was the most difficult decision i've ever had to make to quit that job because i was in there for 20 years all i knew um And I just said, I'm going to help people quit alcohol. And I threw my my life into just figuring out how I can, first of all, figure out how I quit so then I can try to help other people quit.
0: And yeah.
1: once you put yourself on a pedestal like that and you say, I'm going to help people, I can't be addicted to porn. I can't be eating sugar. I can't be not exercising. <laughs> I can't be in debt. I can't be like living one we life. You have to walk Italian. the walk. Yeah, yeah I, I think that's really important. And and although I teach this to people, it, it happens organically. I I I have a lad who's uh, on my forum at the moment called Angus. He's, he's just going through the motions, you know what I mean? He's quit drinking alcohol, he's struggled with it, he's relapsed, he's come back, he's found meaning and purpose He now knows what he wants to do, he's gone from full-time to part-time In the winter, he's just quitting his job completely, he's going travelling He's absolutely switched on, he's, he's now turning vegan And and I've just been giving him a gentle nudge, but you know the score, Erica It's within yeah. us all, right? It's within us all It's not like, it's not a secret guys and girls, you've got it within you you are like you you're a winning machine and then all that happens is someone comes along like me and erica and just taps a few buttons and boom you're awake mm-hmm. and you go for it so for me it was like do you remember indiana jones and that big huge boulder yeah it yes, to of me course. when you when you quit alcohol you just set that boulder going and it's going you've got to keep ahead of it and i and and i just find that it's like yeah it's like habit stagging it's like dominoes you know you just you knock one, you knock one problem on the head and you're like, okay, what, wh- what else is stopping in my way from greatness? Um, right. and just go for that as well. And that, that's what happened to me. And, but I, but, but, you know, everything in its time, yeah. don't go, don't go trying to tackle your, 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 your chocolate and your sugar problem. If you just quit drinking and you find yourself eating a lot of cakes, don't then start trying to quit eating cakes. <laughs> just, right. just deal with the alcohol, you know? Right.
0: Yeah. It it is. It's one thing at a time, but I, I love this quote. Some people say it's by Will Durant, some people say Aristotle, but anyway, it's it the quote is we are what we repeatedly do. So excellence mm. then is not an act, but a habit. Yeah, you know? exactly. And 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 changing our changing our habits, like you said, the, the minute that the the switch does flip on and people start to see, you know, uh, for at least for me and, and a lot of other other clients, I've I've had over the the past Decade is is that you know they start focusing their energy like uh, on on things that that are around health and health and wellness mm-hmm. you know and some people go you know way far over but I would certainly rather them do that than be you know still uh, you know in those chains and not free um, so it, but it is a fine line like you said of of making sure that your freedom is not then. Repossessed by something else, which, you know, could happen in a very sneaky way if people aren't mindful of it, you know, and, and I know that for you, you you know, you're doing the work, so am I. So it's kind of like not saying that no one else has to hold themselves to this standard, but it really, when you're confronting something like this every day, it, it resonates on a deeper level, I think, energetically for me when, when I, you know, if I have an unhealthy behavior pop up, um, even if it's unhealthy thinking, you know, I, I try to squash it immediately because I would say, what would I, what advice would I give someone i'm working with or, or what would i tell my higher self and, and get out of this erica like get out of your your lower space or your ego or whatever it is that's that's happening and you know i, I just think it's i think it's good for everybody to realize that that they can also build this muscle
1: mm, i think the key the key here, let me ask you a question erica if you if you in your life right now if you started moping and groping and complaining mm-hmm. about the world what would your friends say to you right now
0: um they well, they would be concerned because I really don't exhibit those behaviors that often. Right, or if I am, right. yeah, right, right.
1: Mm-hmm. And they they probably say to you shape up. I don't want to hang around with you being so miserable. And and I think yeah. I think the key here is if I was to go back to my old life right now, mm-hmm. being who I am today, I, I wouldn't. I would wouldn't fit in. Yeah. People people would be very uncomfortable around me because. Mm-hmm. Because I would be asking them questions and probing about their life and wanting to have a deep conversation that they don't want to have, right? I, they will be ordering a beer when I won't be. They'll be smoking cigarettes when I won't be. They'll be um, eating meat when I won't be, right? So to me, when I quit alcohol to save my marriage yeah, and my we'll wife asked that. me for a divorce, right, mm-hmm. I didn't just lose my wife. You know, I lost my kid. Mm -hmm. People might say, well, how did you lose your kid? You saw him every other two weeks. You know, you see him every two weeks. I'm telling you, if anyone has gone through this experience, they'll know when you don't live with your kid, it's over. Your relationship is just dust. It it is Mm -hmm. not the same. Um, But I lost all my friends and my family. What do I mean by that? I don't talk to any of my friends back then at all. None of them. Right. My family, I still talk to them. But they don't know who I am. Mm -hmm. Now, that means you can either live a very lonely existence or you can do something about it and go and find like-minded people. And what happened Mm -hmm. to me, Erica, was I suddenly, again, because of the white space and the brain fog being lifted from my mind, I started to be attracted to energy instead of – a surface level look of a person. Mm-hmm. And I would I would feel a real positive energy around someone and I would want to spend more time with them. And now I have fewer friends than I've ever had, but the relationships with them are so much deeper than they were. And these people, and this isn't a coincidence, they hardly ever drink, right? They don't take drugs, they eat really well, Health is top priority. They meditate, they go to yoga. If I if I want a deep, meaningful conversation, or I want to cry with one of them, they're cool with that. And mm-hmm. I think that's the package, right? If you quit drinking but stay with the same people and the mm-hmm. same life, you are much more likely to slip into another habit, bad habit, or mm-hmm. relapse. Because you won't have the support system that allows you the time you need to solidify these new behaviors. Because going back to the first segment when we spoke, Erica, you know my feeling on this. Alcoholism is an ind- is an invisible, dominant, violent belief system that has been programmed in our brain since we were children. Now, if you then decide to quit drinking when you're 35 and you've been drinking since you were 14, that's 20 years of of thinking that alcohol is pleasurable and normal. That's 20 years of thinking smoking is okay. 20 mm-hmm. years of eating fries with every meal. 20 years of sitting on your ass watching TV shows instead of going out and doing something, right? Mm-hmm. That's That takes a lot of time to kind of mm-hmm. rewire that and to change mm-hmm. that and to try mm-hmm. to do that in the midst of people who are just trying to drag you back in. It's like the crab story. Mm-hmm. Stick, a crabs, stick a lot of crabs in a bucket a crab tries to climb out. The rest of the crabs, will, they'll, they'll drag him back in, even if right. they all end up dying. That's, that's a little bit what it's like. You know, Alan Carr calls it the pitcher plant. Um, look, when I quit alcohol, I judged the hell out of my wife because she didn't. I mm-hmm. didn't accept her for who she was. Um, I must have made her life absolutely miserable because if you think about this Erica who wants to be in a relationship knowing that their partner is ashamed of them is embarrassed of them and wants them to be someone who they're not when they're more than comfortable being who they are Um, it was but I was too scared to end the relationship because I didn't want to be alone and I didn't It was all I knew. I often say to people, I would have stayed in that relationship until the bitter end, miserable and depressed because I was too scared to leave. Mm -hmm. But she had the courage to end it. You know, she had the courage and I'll always be grateful for her for that because Mm -hmm. that that enabled me to fall in love and find somebody else. And I can now learn from that experience and I can change and, and, and tweak and change and learn from my mistakes and be a better father. I can be a better husband, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, a
0: better person for everybody,
1: yeah. Yeah, so and, and if people are listening to this, what you know, they, they'll know. This is a big issue, right? There are so many people who will be listening to this who are in a relationship and they yeah. quit drinking and their partner hasn't, and they're not happy with it. By staying with my ex-wife, I was not shown a respect, Erica. Mm-hmm. I. I was not allowing her to find love with somebody who she could go out partying with, who, who she who, who would be comfortable with her drinking, you know.
0: Right. right. Well, I mean, I think that there's there's a lot of people out there that are that are in uncomfortable relationships, knowing that it's not that healthy, but are still in fear, whether the partner's drinking or not drinking. I think that there's a lot of people that I see too, that, that, that change their lives, but yet their partners don't change their thinking. It ha- doesn't have to be that even their behavior. It could be that somebody is just not wanting to change the way they look at the world. And it doesn't matter what, what's going on in terms of the other person, I mean, it does, but it, what, it, what really is my question to you is, why do we stay in relationships when we are uncomfortable in them? What, what is that fear? And in, in, in general, we, we human beings stay stuck because sometimes that's more comfortable. Than putting in the effort to change.
1: It is. We just, we just, we just don't like to change. I, 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 would, I would sit there in my bedroom and I would say to myself, "I'm so miserable. This is not right for me." Um, but, but that a lot of narcissism would come out as well for me. I, I, I would think things like, "I don't want anybody else to touch my wife." Well, of course mm-hmm. she's not my wife, I don't own her, but they're the thoughts that were coming through my subconscious. I don't want anyone to father my son. Mm-hmm. And then I would mm-hmm. think stupid things like, what am I gonna do with a car? What am I gonna do with my CDs? <laughs> Who's gonna have mm-hmm. the hype? F- it, it was ridiculous. What am I gonna do with a house? And mm-hmm. and it was ridiculous stuff. Mm-hmm. But 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 when it ended, the feeling of relief. Mm-hmm. To finally be free of all this madness. it was madness. I, I used to be at home, almost cowering, mm-hmm. you know, like like a somebody who gets beaten by their partner does worried that my wife was gonna come home drunk, not be physically violent, but just I couldn't handle it. i mm-hmm. I just couldn't handle. The madness of someone who's really drunk, trying to burn the house down by accident, cooking food and shouting mm. at you for nothing, and uh, I just, I couldn't yeah. handle it. But to answer your question, it's, it's just it, it, you, it's like the old Susan Jeffers quote: you just gotta feel the fear and do it anyway. And 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 you know, you said, why did I quit gambling, sugar, porn, debt, blah blah blah, right? It gets easier as you do it because the fear, you get used to it. Mm-hmm. You, you, do it. You know you'll realize, get through it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You, you. Look, people. People go through the most horrendous times in their lives. They they lose loved ones. Um. Terrible things happen to them, but but it's not many people, who will then who will change what happened to them, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not many. Um, I think it's Amy Purdy lost both of her legs when she was in her twenties, right? You know, and yeah, great she she would she would never change. She said, "I would never change. I don't want my legs back because her because her life now is how it is because of those traumatic of events course. and that suffering. Mm-hmm. So being a role model is really important. I think." if you're in this relationship where your a partner is drinking, don't focus on them. Um, be a good role model. Do your thing. Play the game a little bit as well. Um, learn to communicate effectively.
0: Yeah, uh, big deal. If, mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, if, if if your partner's ranting and raving at you, because they, they will want you to drink. They'll do everything to get you to drink. When they're ranting and raving at you, don't defend. Don't attack just try to find a grain of truth in what they're saying mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. by doing that you'll disarm them and they will start to start to think you're listening to them and the whole conversation from that point on just goes somewhere else entirely and and look I believe because I've been through it that you should try everything you can in your power to make relationship work before you give up including trial separations but at the end of the day, if it doesn't work, you have to respect each other. You have to realize that we only get one life, and you need to make the most of it. And um, one of the most respectful things you can do in these circumstances is to leave. And look, you know, I, have all, I carry all kinds of shame, Erica, about leaving because I can't be a parent to my boy. But if I ask my boy about his life and his childhood – he he's fine with it he loves it he thinks i'm the greatest dad in the world thinks his mom's the greatest mom in the world <laughs> you know
0: right, right yeah people repair and people heal and sometimes you know the fears that you once had that they don't they don't unfold the way you thought you know sometimes mm-hmm. these tapes these tapes you know are full with fear and that's yeah. you know we have to we have to learn not to 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 believe believe everything we think you know i so least, i yeah mm-hmm.
1: so i was just going to say just and i'll shut up is um i wrote a blog post <laughs> called 10 reasons your marriage fails after you quit alcohol it's on the needy mm-hmm. helper site um it's got over a 100 comments on there it's a very popular one people resonate with it uh if you are in this problem where you're worrying about your relationship pop over there have a look at it it might help oh you out. yeah
0: Oh, that's great. Well, that's what I wanted to ask you about. So I, you know, I want to be able to get all the information to our listeners about where to find you before we uh, run out of time. So can you tell us a little bit about the needy helper? And are you the needy helper? <laughs> I loved when uh-huh. I saw this. I was like, Oh, this is, this is someone calling themselves out. Like we're all needy to, to give helper
1: The needy helper. When I, when I gave up drinking, I remember sitting in my kitchen with uh, my in-laws at the time, and we were saying to ourselves, what are people going to type into Google who want mm-hmm. who want to find help? And we were like, well, they'll need help. So that's how Needy Help was born.
0: Ah, uh, that's we, cute. I like it. We
1: are we, just about to kill it, though. Um, we're just about to rebrand. Uh, mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna be called the the Truth About Alcohol, and we're going okay. to really step our foot on the gas about raising awareness, um, exposing the truth on this. Um, Invisible dominant violent belief system, I've been talking about. uh, Raise the awareness as much as we can so people can have a real choice about whether or not they want to drink alcohol or not. So that's what's happening. So the Alcohol Addiction Podcast will change its name, the website will change its name. um, But we'll make sure that anyone going to Needy Helper will be um, moved onto the the new website when that happens. So, what are we doing at the moment? Yeah, we have a forum at the moment. We have various different membership um, options for people. We have online training courses, uh, the podcast. It's It's a community where we're really trying to get together and make a change and raise awareness on the truth behind alcoholism. It's really exciting times at the moment, Erica.
0: That is exciting. And I'm so happy you're using this forum as, you know, I mean, like like you were saying before, meeting like-minded people now could happen via social media, via blogs, you know, these communities mm-hmm. online. Um, you know, th- there's a lot of people that I know in the United States don't have access to treatment centers. Uh, they don't have access to help basically you know they're in the middle of middle of nowhere and 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 really it's it's a very uh hard situation but now thank gosh you know there's people like you and these forums these communities where i i I believe people are really starting to find some community and feel part of and feel like they could relate and and it's changing their
1: lives in a positive way yeah the community angle of it is so important when i quit alcohol i had nobody like i said nobody at all um, and even now, even now with my new theories on the um, alcoholism belief system in in the sobriety circles, I'm, I'm still a little bit alone. I still, you know, there's still so many mm-hmm. people believe in the disease theory and all these different types of stuff. So um, you do really have to reach out there and uh, connect with people. And that in itself is really difficult because we're not in school anymore, are we? Um, it's, it's, for some reason, we find it more difficult as adults, but. Um, my wife is a good role model for me in that sense. She's great at going out there and just uh, meeting people. And I just tag along to her coattails and, and it always works Mm -hmm. out for me quite well.
0: That's great. And so let's talk about your book really quick before, you know, I want to, I want to hear a little bit. It's so it's called the needy helper, 2015 diary excerpts, a life after quitting alcohol
1: where can people find this? Yeah, you can find it on Amazon. Um, it was basically, you know, you get a book, Erica, and you read about somebody's success story, right? And you can't really relate to them. They're flying around in helicopters and, and yachts and whatever, living in beautiful houses, and you can't relate to them. And I, and, and I always wanted to write a book where you're in the trenches, okay? So it's like this is what it's like to quit alcohol and, and try to fill the white space with meaning and purpose. So that book is um, – Diary excerpts, personal diary excerpts from 2015, including uh, a trip to Burning Man. So, if anybody ever wants cool. to go to Burning Man and do Burning Man sober, then read the book. Uh, I, I talk about yeah. how I, I managed it. Now, uh, the plan at the beginning was to do a book every year. Now, not so much. I just, uh, if you come to um, Needy Helper Hub just Google Needy Helper Hub, and you'll find it. We, I do like uh, regular vlogs on there where I'm, right. uh, and, and I check in daily on the forum. So people cool. are always I'm very transparent. So people can always pick up on what's going on in my life.
0: Good, wonderful. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy to be connected with you. And I, I so appreciate your time, your energy, all the work you do. It's fantastic. Um, everybody could find Lee Davy at www.needyhelper.com. He's going to be also creating a new new name for this community soon. And the Alcohol and Addiction Podcast. Find him wherever Wherever you guys are, thank you, Lee, so much for being with me today. You're listening yeah, to Rewired. Thank you. You're listening to Rewired Radio on Radio MD. I'm Erica Spiegelman. Thank you all for joining me today, and stay well.